Do you do your mitzvahs straight up? Or do you feel that mitzvahs can be a little more malleable and flexible? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. Today we are on page 23, Daf Chaf Gimel. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. And we ask, when it comes to mitzvahs, are we doing it so that we can feel spiritual fulfillment? Or are we doing it because God has commanded us to? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. And thank you for being my Chavrusa today. I like to begin with a story. The big day has finally arrived, the grand opening of the Mishkan. The entire nation of Israel is gathered around, watching with wonder as the inaugural sacrifices are offered by Aaron and his sons. Suddenly, in a rapturous moment of devotion, Nadav and Avihu take their pans containing fire and incense. Their bold move culminates in the offering of a strange fire, about which they were not commanded. Lo and behold, a fire descends from heaven, it consumes them, and they perish instantly. What did they do wrong? Let's look at today's Gemara. One who has lost a loved one and is awaiting burial is exempt from reciting the Shema, the Amidah, Tefillin, and from all other positive mitzvahs stated in the Torah. Says Tosfus, If one wanted to be strict upon himself and perform these mitzvahs notwithstanding his Aninus, we do not allow him. Why? Due to the honor of the deceased. Let's analyze the Gemara. Here's the problem with being strict and putting on tefillin prior to the funeral. If the halacha says that you shouldn't be putting on tefillin at that moment in time, then what's motivating you to do so? Hashem is not desirous of your tefillin while you're in this heightened state of mourning. And so, who are you doing it for? It's not serving heaven, it's self-serving. That was the error of Nadav and Avihu. As Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch explains, in Judaism, the priest's function is not to introduce innovations in the service, but to carry out God's command. They were engaged in a way that made them feel spiritually inspired. But that's not how mitzvahs function. They're not there to make us feel good. Mitzvah performance should be an act of subjugating our will to the divine mandate, even if it's not the way that would make us feel spiritually engaged and fulfilled. Mitzvahs aren't good deeds or nice ideas, they're God's commandments. Of course, this self-serving Judaism cuts both ways. A friend of mine often decries the prevalence of those who seek to avoid the traditional mourning rites. On many occasions of bereavement, he says, I'll meet with the family and they'll tell me, instead of sitting shiva and mourning, we want to celebrate his life. This attitude doesn't stem from the desire to honor their loved one. It's about getting on with their own lives and avoiding the hassle of the morning rituals. That's clearly the wrong way of looking at things. It's not about what we want to do. We don't have the right to choose not to mourn, whether that means going to work, listening to music, or putting on to fill in. These rites were prescribed to pay our final respects to the deceased. In the second bracha, following the Shema of Mariv, we ask Hashem to remove the Satan from before us and from behind us. Sometimes when the Satan endeavors to tempt us to sin, his conduct and intentions are abundantly clear. At those moments, he appears before us. Other times, he sneaks up from behind us, presenting himself in a guise of righteousness. How could you not put on tefillin, he asks. Let's be honest, you're not really that involved with the funeral arrangements. The Hebrew Kaddish is taking care of it. And think about it, engaging such an important mitzvah right now will create a merit for the soul of your loved one. That's the meaning of the Satan behind us. It's the realization that even apparent acts of piety may be nothing more than the cunning wiles of the Satan who wants us to prioritize matters that should not be our present focus. 
After Shabbos lunch, the kids are often eager to run off and play. Instead of waiting to bench together with the family, they'll quietly proceed on their own and ask to be excused from the table. What about benching? We'll ask them. Oh, I bench to myself, comes the inevitable response. To which we like to quip, really? Shouldn't we be benching to Hashem? Of course, it's not what they mean, but it conveys an important lesson for life. Mitzvahs must always be directed to heaven. They're not about making ourselves feel warm and fuzzy and spiritual. It's about nullifying our will before the Almighty's decrees. Right now, it might be comforting to put on tefillin as you would every other day. But right now, you're meant to be feeling uncomfortable and focused entirely on your deceased loved one. Sadly, we live in a me generation. It's all about what's in it for me. What am I going to get out of this religious experience? Will I feel fulfilled spiritually? With every mitzvah that comes your way, may you always ask yourself the right question. What is God's will? Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.